You guys know why I'm so happy right now? Why are you so happy, bro? Why are you so happy? Let us know. <laughs> oh, how about them Jets, baby? How about them Jets? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And you know him. You love him. He hasn't been on the show in a while. The number one high school football coach in the nation today. My cousin, Samuel Hare. Sammy, what's going on, man? What's up, Jet Nation? Good to be back. Up, everybody? Can you guys hear me okay? You hear me loud and clear, everybody? You guys are good? Yes, sir. Here you great. Uh, I want to apologize to anyone listening. To the audio portion, man, I'm using my phone again here. I moved. Don't know where the camera is. All hell's breaking loose. Besides the point, guys. We're coming off one of the biggest wins for the squadron. And I, I can't even remember the last time they had a win this big versus team. Pivotal moment in the season. They come up huge. Underdogs. Mike, when we did the show, Sammy, you might not have seen it. We did the show with uh, my, uh, Mike's boy, Stefan, this weekend. Um, really big Eagles fan. Good dude. Knowledgeable. And we all kind of agreed. Maybe not Stefan. I think me and Mike thought... Jets would play well, Sammy. I thought Jets would play good, better than people thought, be in the game, our defense is really good, and then maybe lose a close one. That's kind of what my thought was. I was like, well, what's the ways, what are the ways that over 60 minutes we're going to beat this team? It was hard for me to envision it, Sammy. Unless there's some turnovers and things happen that are unscripted things, which is what we got, Sammy. I want to ask you before we get into it, come into that game last week. I know you were there. We're going to get to your experience at the stadium as well. Officially holding down Section 301 for me for a few years, so I'm back in New York, as you know, which you did to the highest level. We'll get into that in a moment, Sammy. But going into the game, what did you think, Sammy, realistically? I know as Zach Wilson, I played a good game versus the Broncos, a good game versus the Chiefs. Heading into the Eagles game, what were you thinking was going to be the outcome? Though? You know, I thought we would lose, and I said it before the game that I felt like it was a game we'd lose by like three or four points. I was like, we might be able to sneak this out. I said it to our boy, Chris Fox. We were grilling up his famous wingies. And I was like, listen, man, we might be able to steal this. Like, that yeah. Eagles team looks kind of shaky. If Zach can just play, like, good enough again, and the defense just has, like, a ridiculous game, yeah. then potentially we win. But I didn't think it was realistic. I thought three, four-point loss, um, but super close. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those games, Sammy, where it seems like uh, the defense just – Again, just like the Bronco game to me, defense just found a way. Guys, Mike, Mike, we played two games in a row where Zach Wilson hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. And we have two W's. And I know the defense didn't start off well. I know they've given up a ton of yards in comparison to what they did last year. So when you look at the rankings, Mike, they're not maybe ranked where we want them to be ranked. We were talking about a historic defense this year. But I think there's a few games there where the offense did put them in a bad spot. Teams right. the ball for 45 minutes. You look at that Pats game especially. Um, and I think this is another game where 
you're seeing the defense, Mike, they didn't even have Sauce. They didn't even have DJ Reed. And they still got the job done, Mike. Most pressure's in the NFL right now. And it seems like the recipe that for five or six games last year with Zach worked pretty well. Just don't mess the game up for us, kid. We're going to run. Even though we didn't run the ball great versus the Eagles, don't get me wrong. But just don't mess the game up for us. Let the defense do what they do. We could win games that way, Mike. And we just won one versus arguably the best team in the whole NFL this past weekend. The signature win for Robert Sala. The biggest win. The biggest win since return of the Jet Eye in yeah, up in, in Gillette. Okay. Yep. This this uh to me raises the bar when it comes to expectations. Um, you you just beat one of the best teams in the National Football League, like Keith just stated. Not only did you beat them, but you made their quarterback look pedestrian. You made Patrick Mahomes look pedestrian. Mm. You made Josh Allen look pedestrian. You league lead the league in pressures. Crazy. You have the number one and number two highest ranked linebackers in the National Football League. You have probably the best secondary in the National Football League when healthy. And you went against the Eagles with that secondary completely depleted with backups. This defense is a Super Bowl defense. There's no question. There's not there's no debating questions. It's real. They're gonna screw you up. Anyone coming to play the Jets, you're gonna get punched. All y'all know it. Okay? So the question now is can this offense do enough? Right? And what I have seen is that the quarterback has made a graduation into the level of the manager. Okay. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. We know we've covered this. We've covered this. Okay. He's not the worst now. He, he I've never seen Jamarcus Russell manage like this. Yeah. He's moving the offense. We're kicking field goals. Biggest issue we have with the quarterback and the offense is the red zone, the gold zone. Obviously, this is supposed to be Hackett's thing. Um, I'm still going to give it time because I think that they can work on this and they can improve. And Zach just needs to be able to execute and read the field much quicker. Yeah. In the red zone, there's not a lot of room there. So you got to be able to make your reads. I may we had that two-point conversion where he threw it to Cobb coming across the center. Thought that was fantastic. Huge. Zach just needs to do that. I think he would have thrown a touchdown or we would have scored a touchdown if it wasn't for that stupid play against Lazard, right? When we got all the way down there in the third quarter. Yeah. So I am, you know, like I said, I'm seeing growth there offensively. Um, and if if Zach can just right the ship long enough for the master Jedi to get back from Achilles tendon tear, then this team could do some special stuff. Um, again, I, am I confident? Yeah. After what I've seen, three and three with that, that uh, um, schedule, I mean, I can't, I'm, I am so proud of this team to be able to overcome. I mean, we lose AVT, next man up. We lose our cornerbacks, next man up. We lose Aaron Rodgers, next man up. You know what I'm saying? We we are a resilient bunch. We go down in the first quarter all the time and yep. fight our way and claw our way back, and the defense shuts you the hell out in the second quarter. If you think any of us are scared of Tua and the Miami scheme offense, if we're afraid of you know, any of these teams, you got another thing coming. You got to play the Jets. Yeah. And when we get out of bye, Keith, I can't wait. Playing the New York Giants. 
Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I want a few things I want to touch on that you said, Mike. That were really good points. That pass to Cobb was a big time play because I know they let us walk in for the touchdown with Hall because they wanted to preserve the clock, which was just a bad look by Hall or the coaches or whoever told him not to just take a knee because you got to run the clock out there. You got to make them use their two timeouts. You got to kick the field goal with the least amount of points time possible. They let us score. It worked out in our favor, but that could have been a huge mistake. Sammy, if you were coaching, you would have been pulling your hair out of your head in that situation. I mean, that's that's a situation yeah. he had to drop to knee. But besides that, the two-point conversion, they didn't try to let us get that. Because that puts it at six. They wanted to stop that. They tried to stop that play, and they couldn't, Mike. That was a big play. And you mentioned us keep we keep kicking field goals, Mike. So Zerline's nine for nine the past two weeks. And we have two other touch. We have two, we only have two other touchdowns, right? Which is not how you win football games. I get it, guys. But that's 11 scoring drives for Zach Wilson. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? I know he's not putting the ball in the end zone. And he only had, I think, a 73 QB rating last game. He didn't play the best in the game versus the Broncos. He played good enough, pretty accurate. Played a great game versus the Chiefs. So I'm looking at it like, man, he is putting us, and that Chiefs game included, what he's doing, what he what, which was what he wasn't doing, Mike, when we were all down on him. He wasn't even giving us a shot. Previously. Right. Now I know we're kicking field goals, but we're getting in scoring range. And the defense is putting us in those situations as well. Um, I know Zach didn't necessarily play his best game this past weekend. We only had 244 yards total offensive game. Brees only ran for 39. He had also 57 yards receiving the ball. But we didn't really get the run game going either. Um, but, Mike, after five minutes and 42 seconds in that second, when they scored again, the Eagles, they went up 14-3. The Eagles didn't score again. They didn't score again the rest of the game. Okay, I know we're, we're picking away with field goals here and there. But that Jets defense, man, they really uh, they really put the stamp on this game. Uh, after they scored that touchdown to go 14-3, the Eagles fumble, punt, punt, interception, missed field goal, interception, and turnover on downs. You see what uh, Anthony says? You see what Anthony says here? Zach no, only I'm on one, my phone. You got to read that for me. It's too one, Zach only one interception, one fumble in the last four games. He's making progress. The Ravens won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, and the Buccaneers won the with Brad Johnson. Let's go, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. First of all, yeah, and first listen, of all Anthony, my... <laughs> Anthony I, first of all, I love you, bro, and I love the enthusiasm. And he's not wrong. And we do have these anomalies that have existed when a defense is dominant enough, and you have a quarterback who just does not lose the game for you. Game, they they invented game manager off. Um, a Brad Johnson and a Trent Dilfer and a Jeff Hostetler. I'll go back even further. I mean, you guys, you might be too young for that. I don't know how old you are. But guys like that, that the court, the coach and the team is like, look, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. Mark Sanchez almost did it. He was a, he was a too mistake prone to be the good game manager we need at the time. We needed right. Chad Pennington at that time with that team back in the day. But if this is the Zach we're going to get, where he actually does, he is able to move the ball, use his legs to keep moving the chains, which he's done more than he's done three or four times, Mike, in the past two games. And he doesn't turn it over, does the stupid play. If that's what happens, you know with the defense, you know with Brees Hall, they're going to get the job done. They're going to get points. They're going to win games. Guys, Brees Hall right now is 25th in attempts, but eighth in the league in rushing. That's a cool, wild. He's man. averaging six and a half yards a carry. That's and wild. there's 24 guys with more carries than him. So we know how good he is. Even look on the super low, Dalvin Cook the past two weeks has looked pretty normal with his few carries. Okay, he's, he's actually he's better. getting about four yards a carry. He's not getting the ball a lot, but the coach said he looks like his legs are back and the, the small amount we've seen him, he even looks better, which is encouraging for the offense, Mike. I think Jet fans are so hyped off this past win. 
more because it's the third. Now, Zach's QB range is 73. Numbers are numbers, though. I know he didn't play great, but for Jet fans, he didn't lose the game for us, like we said. And that's three games in a row where the game ended, and you said, okay, Zach played okay. I yep. know, Mike, I know the quarterback rating has gone down since the Chiefs game, but he's not going to have a 105 rating of a game. That's like that's like Mahomes level, right? We're not expecting that from Zach. Just don't lose the game for us. Don't don't make the play that takes us out of a situation where we can score. Look, I know it's, it's nine field goals. We'd rather nine touchdowns. But that's nine times we move the ball. We're getting first downs. We're chewing clock up. Last week, you look at the time of possession, Mike, and it's pretty even. Same thing in the Broncos game. The four games before that, Mike, we were coming on here. I was like, bro, look at the T.O.P. They have the ball 40 minutes. We have the 20. Like, it was so disproportionate just because of the three and ounce. And, Sammy, it seems like now, even though we're not necessarily putting the ball in the end zone, ever since Zach's back has been against the wall versus the Chiefs, where he basically played for his job, the whole yep. nation doubt for him. People are going on national television saying he stinks. We're doing ABC. We're doing ABC yep. saying if this kid doesn't show us something, it has to be the end of Zach Wilson. The graphic for our show that week was, "Will this be the end of Zach Wilson?" And Joe Namath. Then he's been pretty efficient, has he not? Yeah, I mean, listen. First, shout out to our boy Nelton over here, Jet Super Bowl. That's my boy from work, and he's a big time <laughs> Tampa fan, so he loves the Brad Johnson shout out. <laughs> uh, secondly, you know what? Like, I know touchdowns are a big thing with Zach because he doesn't throw a lot of them. But I have to say, and I maybe people aren't paying attention, the dude is pushing the ball downfield way more than he ever has. Like, he looks like he understands what's happening around him and in front of him on every play, which is something I've never seen from him at all, period. So he gets up and he looks around and it looks like he knows what he sees. And then he checks something or doesn't check anything and hits a guy that's open. He tries to push the down, downfield when he should push the downfield ball. He does the check down when he's supposed to hit the check down. And he's not getting in the end zone. But we know right now in the NFL, tons of teams are struggling in the red zone. It's down yeah. historically low numbers I know. in the red zone I know across the weird. NFL. It's, it's, at like, it's at like 57% or something yeah. crazy like that. So it's not just Zach Wilson. It's everybody in the NFL. You know, So I'm really excited to see kind of where he goes. I'm super amped that like Aaron Rodgers is kind of like up throwing on. It's the most like ridiculous a, thing like I've a ever miracle seen. Miracle person, and I'm also super excited to share like the dopest story of holding down Section 301 if we're ready. Oh no, that's that what I wanted story. to say, Sammy. Is I know we, we go to the games now. Look, everybody, I'm out in Las Vegas now. I was planning on coming back for as many games as I could this year. It's not as easy as it's easier said than done. So Sammy has the tickets now. He's holding down 301. All right, and you're bringing whoever you want for the extra game. Maybe sometimes Fox. We might lose our tickets if we bring him. So maybe, maybe maybe we keep him in the keep him in the back burner for a little while. But um, I told you before the game, Sammy, I'm gonna need you to hold down the section for me because normally I do like to consider myself one of the sheriffs of our section. I'm not looking yes. to get into altercations. Yes. I don't mean that. I just mean regulating stupidity <clears throat> from fans of other teams. I think they can just come into our stadium, come into MetLife, come to 301, come in when we're at. We're all defense. And just spew stupidity. Cowboy fans love to do my thing. Young cowboy fans come in, open their mouths. They're 20 years old. And I say to them, we've won twice as many playoff games as your team since you've been born. You didn't see them win any Super Bowls. You're not allowed to say anything. So, I, Sammy, just please let me know what happened in Section 301. I know there was some clowns so, messing around with you. Philly fans especially. 
Of course. So you know how we do it. You're you're the sheriff, and I just I'm just the chill guy. I just hang out. <laughs> I'm the moral support. We got this. The Jets are always gonna win in Sam O'Hare's eyes. You know this. Yeah. So I get into the section, and I'm sitting there enjoying the game, and there's these Philly fans next to me. Now our usual Jet squad next to us is gone. So there's empty space, and there's just these four humans of Philly. Philly humans. Garbage. Yeah. You know, Philly garbage. You're allowed. So, it's, it's- Sammy, it's a gray area, but you can call people from Philly humans. I'll allow it. Okay, yeah. So uh, let's, all right, fine. Humans. So they're (laughs) sitting over here. Now, the whole game, this guy is talking nonsense to me about how Philly's the greatest team in the history of sports and football. Philly, he's wearing a Phillies baseball jersey. Now, I know they're in the playoffs right now. I hope they absolutely take an L hard. (laughs) I know they're up. I hope that whole series goes opposite. Anyway. So we're down 14 to three. It's actually the exact moment you were talking about earlier, Keith, where they score that second touchdown. Mm. And he looks at me and he says some crazy nonsense. And I looked at him and I said, listen, boy, you spent $300 <laughs> on a World Series jersey for the Phillies from 2022 that they lost to the Astros on. And you're going to sit here and talk to me about my squad who is about to come back and beat the brakes off your team. So when we do <laughs> come back and win, you are to put your head down and walk past me in silence as I scream, die, Eagles, die. And you are to walk out of this stadium silent. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? We came back and we won. And this man, this man walked by me in shame as I screamed in his face, die, Eagles. I had the whole section, Keith. The whole jet section chanting <laughs> on these four humans. Okay. Nice. Oh, boy. Bananas, boys. Holding it down. Holding it down. And jet fans all over the universe. Oh. You're bringing, you're bringing a tear to my eye because that's just, look, Eagle fans are, they are what they are. I mean, they have a reputation for being kind of assholes. We know there was some stuff that went on at the stadium. We saw some pictures and brawls that broke out um, on the way out. Things happen. We know one of our very good friends who might have been mentioned on the show not too long ago got to maybe a couple of fights at the stadium during the game. That's what happens in a lot of games when there you mix the Jets fans with the Eagles fans. That's a, that's a, that's a um, you know a, a mixture that could lead to fisticuffs. I could see that, but I'm very happy, Sammy. You put him in his place. Let him know what's up. He'll be going that whole way home. He's thinking about the game, thinking about the loss. Every once in a while, that probably popped in. That annoying guy from a section made fun of his jersey. Told him you're gonna have your head down in shame because there's no point. You know when they're 14 3, Sammy, there's no point where he thought there's a remote chance of taking an L. But you spent, and you spent all that money, and then you spent all that money to come here and watch this L2, bro. I know. You spent all that money to come here and watch that. <laughs> Guys, uh, one thing I want to not, I don't want to lose track of either, man, Mike, and you showed me the statistic for PFF, the number one linebacking duo in the NFL, CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams. Mike, we came on the show last week and we said, Quincy Williams. You said it, Mike. I'm not, I'm not trying to steal your thunder. You said Quincy Williams is maybe the best, playing like the best linebacker in the NFL. And you're not wrong. The numbers are proving that out, PFF-wise. Mike, every single game, this guy. Another, another fumble recovery. He is, I don't know, I don't know what corner he turns. I don't know what happened to Quincy Williams. He always was good. Oh, we always thought he was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Always solid. Always a good. But he's playing at an all-pro level. He's playing as good as CJ Mosley. Who's one of the best linebackers in the whole NFL, Mike? And these two guys. I mean, I mean you could you could make an argument that who is the better defensive player right now, Quinnen or Quincy? And I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying it's he's that that level now that it's a conversation. That's well, it's it's one of the bananas. things also too where this year, I mean, statistically at least, 
Quinnen, the the impact he's having on games, that's not always just going to be measured at a box score. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you know if, if Sammy, if you're if you're game planning for the Jets right now, and you see that Quinn Williams only has a half sack this whole year. Yeah, no. You're not no, going, no, no, oh, no, no. Quinn Williams, don't got to worry about him. That's no, a problem no. every game. The we only reason so everybody saying, else is eating is because he's exactly. doing what he's supposed to be doing. And, and so and right now, you look at it, and you're like, okay, so Quinn's in the middle. He has only 19 tackles, only that half sack this year, right? Still making plays, still doing his thing. Big interception this past game. Right place, right time. Great reflex stick of that interception for Quinn. But separate from Quinn, we have the most pressures in the league. Wait. And Keith, can I talk to you about why Mosley and Quincy uh, yeah, are sure. right now ranked one and two? So defense, I had this whole problem with my own football team this season. So what happens is if you don't have those good guys up front, those four dudes, they can't collide and maintain gap integrity. If yeah. they can't maintain that gap integrity, those guys move to the second level and block our linebackers. That means our front four is so good. They're so good that not only are they pressuring the most in the NFL, but they're also holding up gaps to let our linebackers be the two best in the NFL. Yeah, sure. sure. You that like never happens both at the yep. same time. You either get like the pressure or your linebackers. You know yep. what I mean? Like you yep. rarely get both. But yo, Why? I'm watching every and all every single Jeff fan I talk to, the main guy that everyone's like, Quincy Williams. Like, what the heck? Like, he has become he's like every single game, he's just highlight reeling it, making fumble recoveries, getting sacks, crush, crushing people. When he's hitting him, you know, 11, Mike, 11 more tackles this game for our boy. You know, he's, and he's been on the rise. I do think they are the best um, linebacker duo in the league. Um, and also guys, don't forget, like we said, no sauce and no GJ Reed this weekend. So just to think that the Eagles weren't able to, that whole, after they got to the 14, they didn't score another point the rest of the game. And we don't have really, I mean, it's remarkable, Mike, what they were able to do defensively. I mean, can't, I know we've been talking about it already for 20 minutes, but you can't say enough about what this defense is doing. I know they're not ranked. I think defensive ranking-wise, I have it here. They're 22nd in the league exactly. overall and all that. But let me let me just say this, Keith. I got to I gotta retract the statement that I made, okay? Because um, I was just – I was frustrated. I said I was ready for, you know, Robert Sala to take a hike. I was done with the BS because he said Zach Wilson was unequivocally the quarterback for this team. And, yeah. you know, um, I was wrong. Um, and Robert Sala deserves all the credit in the world for being able to handle the insane um, issues that were thrown at his team from day one and be able to continue to right the ship overall. Yeah. I mean, it's a testament. I mean, Keith, most coaches couldn't do that. Not, yeah. not to the level. Losing Aaron, losing, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Um, so hats off to Robert and that coaching staff and those players. And Keith, I'm looking at the schedule, guys. Um, Giants. And then we've got the Monday night against the Chargers. And then we got the Raiders. Yep. Guys, guys. you know, we could we could attack these three and catch. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this then. All right. And just to finish off, when it comes to that game last week, guys, like you said, Mike, the worst game for Hurts, Swift. Only had 18 yards on 10 carries, Mike. Shut him down. Um, give a lost Keith. All right. Like well, said, I had so so Mike, I was looking at the stats. Yeah, I know the defense has been like wonky, but the yeah. defense in the second half has allowed one touchdown on the last like 67 possessions in the second half. It's yeah. some insane like their second half adjustments defensively have been 
ridiculous. Lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. You took the three best quarterbacks in the NFL, and they played their, as the media would call it, their worst games ever. Yeah. That's not each one playing their worst yeah, game. Those hurts, the those numbers being hurts. epic. Those numbers for Hurts, man, it was, I mean, he made some good passes in the game. You saw, I mean, he could have been sacked 10 times if the guy wasn't as strong as he was. Like, he, he's a good player, but the Jets messed them up, especially the second half. And that's why, and I meant to say this, sorry, my wife called and messed my phone up a moment ago, guys. Um, the rest of the season here, Mike, like you said, we got the Giants, we got the Chargers, we got the Raiders, okay? So I'm looking at those three games, and I think they're going to probably go two and three. I think we could win all three. One of those games in my slip out, I think they're going to beat the Giants. I think Daniel Jones, if he's back for that game, nightmare for him. Nightmare for Daniel Jones that game. If it's Tyrod Taylor, forget about it. They're going to get smashed. But after that, guys, the rest of the year, you got Buffalo second time. I don't know. I'm not afraid of them, but we could win it, right? They play Miami at home, and I understand Miami's running through teams all all, all right now. They've had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Absolutely. And I've never been someone, man, aside from like, the Rams with Kurt Warner, and they had a pretty decent defense. Like, these teams that are like these super fast, oh, we're faster than you teams. They almost never win anything. Like, they're, they're, not, they're not teams that, you can't sustain that. Like, there's gonna be a whole squad of, of hamstrings getting pulled, and we all know that, guys. So, we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. I'm not worried about the Dolphins. Guys, after the Dolphins, we, uh, the 12th game of the year, Falcons, could be a dub right there. After that, the Texans. Texans are getting smashed. Miami again, all right? So maybe we split with Miami. And then we have Redskins, Browns, and New England. Guys, there's a path. To, I told Mike, we were talking earlier, six, seven, or eight more wins are out there for us, right? I, I don't see a team on the schedule that now, we beat the Eagles. We could have, we were a few plays away right. from beating the Chiefs and being four and two right now. You're right. So now, we already know. Listen, we we already know. Right. We've seen it. We've seen it we right in front of us. The elite teams in the NFL, the best teams, the ones that are the, the best of the league with the best quarterbacks, the most well-rounded, we played them both, took the Chiefs to the limit, and we beat the Eagles. So now, when you look at the schedule, Jeff Vance, nobody on the schedule, no team, nothing on here should make you go, oh, we're going to lose that one. There's no game that's left for can us. We, like can that. we identify the elephant in the room that everyone was talking about us being 3-3 three and three with Aaron Rodgers? And yeah, we're, we're three and three without, like, so, the fact that we still are, I mean, that's... Yeah. So, can I ask you guys a question? I guess you guys' question. It's coming up to the trade deadline. We traded Miko Hardman, uh, swapping a, a pick in the future. Basically, yeah. paid $4 million to swap a pick. Okay, whatever. We need help at wide receiver, in my opinion. Uh, when Garrett Wilson went down, that entire offense completely stalled. Um, I think that there are a couple options out there that intrigue me. One, Hunter Renfro. Uh, he is not uh, doing well there in Raiderland. Uh, McDaniels doesn't like him. It's funny. McDaniels just uh, doesn't like anybody. It's weird. But um, I tried to tell Dan Sco- Scampoli right when they hired him. I tried. I said to him, I tried to I'd be like, bro, you're done. Anyway, I, I regret Anyway, so you got him Hunter Renfro. I think we could trade for, you know, whatever for him. Uh, another guy that they're talking about is Cortland Sutton. Uh, and the Denver Broncos, I would like, I think that that would be a good option too. Big body. I want nothing to do with Jerry Judy. Steve yeah. Smith, I completely put him on blast, Keith and Sammy. Blast. I don't know if you have heard, but it's bad. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you come back from that. Anyway, um, you know, another guy that I just, I texted Keith about, or was talking to Keith about Sammy, was the fact that Devontae Adams is pretty pissed off. 
because the Raiders are a fucking dumpster fire. Excuse my language. And um, I told Keith that I would just give up my first round pick for him. I would oh. in a second. <laughs> Not even close. I wouldn't even. Think. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the money is going to oh. be there. But I would do it one thousand percent. There's another right tackle for the Denver Broncos. I forget his name, Gage, or I don't know what his name is. Anyway, he's pissed off. We could probably trade for that guy. And then, uh, what do you think about Hollywood Brown? Why is, is there rumors that he wants out of Arizona? It's another name floating. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been his like biggest fan. To no, be I, you know, I think he, I think guys like him. I think Hollywood Brown's situation in his career, Sammy, reminds me a lot of DJ Moore, where okay. you look and you're like, wow, this guy's really good. But Cam Newton's his quarterback for three years, who can't even right. throw the ball to people's ankles. And then he goes to Chicago and he has bad quarterbacks. And, um, I think he's pretty good. I think that'd be he's. He, I think he's playing with Dobbs now. You know, what I mean, so you're not really seeing the best of him. Um, last year with Murray, he was pretty decent. Even with Baltimore, he had a thousand yard season with Lamar Jackson, which is almost impossible. So I'm not saying he's in Garrett Wilson's range. Garrett Wilson's is our number one guy. Um, but since they already have a Lazard, who's a big body receiver, if you can get him, if you can get a Brown in here, who's like a really professional receiver. The thing is that. I don't know if the and this is one of the reasons I think they let Hardman go, Mike. Um, I don't and you know that whole the four million they're giving them now that the Packers are not going to pick up the next eleven games of it, so maybe they paid them like one point seven million to basically get a better pick, which is whatever. But I think they're looking at it like this, Mike. We we throw the, when we play these games with Zach Wilson at quarterback, he throws the ball to to Garrett Wilson, he throws the ball to Conklin, and he throws it to Lazard, and that's it. Yep. Every single game, if you look at the targets, McCole Hardman had three targets. Right, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be our wide receiver three. He has three targets. And I think I think Cobb has like eight or nine. Here here's a thought, guys. Do you think that maybe they got rid of Hardman because they think Brownlee is ready to take a bigger role? No, I think they think Xavier Gibson is ready. That could oh, be that's, that's what I was gonna suggest, Mike. Yeah. Is they think that Gibson's gonna give them what Hardman right. is already not giving them. Or I give them I say which Hardman could give them if they brought him at the offense and he's already on the squad. He's a rookie. You have to troll him the next four years. You might as well invest in him and see what he could do. Even with the, I know he uh, dropped a punt recently and stuff, but he won a game for us versus the Bills. I mean, that guy, right. that guy has a lot of stock right now with Jet fans, um, and, and a lot of a lot of good favor with Jet fans for sure. And I was surprised by that move just because it doesn't seem like we have another third wide receiver. Say for instance, next week Lazard uh, has tweaks a hammy or something. You're like, oh man, who's going to be our second wide receiver? So they do have to get someone. They do have yeah, to it's like Irvin else. Charles, Mike. And those, those um, the options you mentioned. I mean, Sutton's not that bad either. He's a pretty big body guy too. Those are the level of guys I think they'd be looking at um, to bring in. I think if they had Aaron Rodgers here right now and he was the quarterback, I don't think Hardman would be traded right now because I think the offense would be more uh, it'd be more passing oriented. You'd see more targets going to Hardman. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of a different offense here with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Look, even with Zach having a couple of good games, guys. When you look at where we rank in overall offense in the NFL, we're ranked 29th after six games. We're ranked last in the NFL at passing yardage. So that's why when you're looking at, well, what do we do to add to the passing attack? I don't know if it's so much the attack and the playmakers as much as it's the quarterback and the approach on offense. Why we're not succeeding. Because when you look at the rush, the, the rushing game on offense, we're 13th. You know, that's pretty, I mean, we so we know, I think the Jets know where their bread's buttered this year. They're gonna get. I, I agree, Mike. I think they're gonna bring in another wide receiver option, or someone's gonna be elevated to a spot where they have a third option. Because right now, every time he drops back, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, he's gonna find Wilson, he's gonna find Conklin, or he's gonna throw the ball to Lazard. One of those three. That every single time. And now Brees Hall is getting some looks too. The the, the running backs are getting the ball thrown in there too. And whatever they're doing, I don't care because they're winning. They won the last two games. 
You know, it doesn't make a difference to me. So Hardman was useless. He's gone. Doesn't make you know. I mean, he's someone that I would have liked to be um, used. Maybe the way they were thinking about using Elijah Moore. I think when we got rid of Elijah Moore and brought Hardman in, we envisioned Mike him doing some of those ending around plays. But now they're like giving those plays to Gibson. He had a good run last week. So um, I think Mike, you're probably right. I think they're envisioning it like, look, everything that Hardman can do, Gibson can do, but he's a rookie. So we might as well just invest in him. I think that's the move right there. Yeah, I completely agree. But they're they're going to make a move. I'm sure that, you know, we're going to make some type of change there, uh, you know, whether it's going to be at the offensive line, whether it's going to be receiver. But guys, you know, I think the biggest thing before we we leave today um, and and celebrate, you know, a, a good Jet day, a good Jet time to be excited and be happy about the Jets is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is already on a treadmill. Now, and I've already talked about this with you guys about my fact that I got I tore my Achilles. Yeah, and I'm telling you guys, at this at three months, I couldn't even put weight on it. Like I called our boy Chris Lake um, because I just had to talk to somebody when I found out he's on a fucking treadmill. Like, excuse my language, he's on a treadmill. Like I'm like, what? And 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 I'm worried about it because I understand the injury. You know, if you yeah. get on it too quickly. You will stretch the ligament out, and then your foot will not have any strength, right? So I'm oh, so worried that he's screwing stuff up. Yeah. And he took some evasive type of, you know, surgery. And from what I'm hearing, like, it's going really, really well. Um, there's a lot of milestones he has to clear, but I'm going to let everybody on this podcast know what I was seeing on Twitter, and I'm sure you guys also He's targeting Christmas Eve against the Commanders. That's mm-hmm. his goal. Um, I, I, here's how I think about. I I'm gonna, about Sammy. I'm gonna, be I'm, 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 I'm gonna be real about this. I feel like I don't want him to do it because I want him to be ready for next year. Because I know we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Like I know it, and, and I don't want to believe in this. Okay, and get my hopes up, and I just want the team to like. You know, get better, and then next year we because I don't want him to get injured. Yeah. Okay. If he rushes back, and the offensive line is not is what it is today, like Zach is at least mobile to get out of stuff. You know, Rogers is forty year old with a torn, repaired Achilles. Like that, you know, worries me. So I don't know where you guys stand on this, but obviously it is extremely tantalizing, and it's like, oh my goodness, man! Like it's crazy to think about well i'll say one thing when you say you don't want him to come back because you know we're not winning the super bowl this year my counter to that would be crazy if crazy. i asked you who you think <laughs> is going to win the super bowl and i gave you i said give me three teams you'd say well chiefs eagles and we just beat the eagles uh-huh. with zach wilson mike uh-huh and Yo, we're 100 percent winning we're on the ropes and we could have got that done so in my mind i'm like yo Aaron Rodgers coming back at the end of the year, if he's healthy and can play, he's going to be better than even if Zach Wilson plays every game this year. Because there's no version of Zach Wilson that's going to exist by the end of this season that's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers 100% at all. You think we could beat the Ravens? I think with, I mean, look, I think there's, I don't think there's any team in the NFL that the Jets can't beat, even right now with Zach Wilson at quarterback, because that's the way the defense is playing. That's so wild. So you have the best quarterbacks in the league playing us. And they look like garbage. So I'm watching and going, okay, so 
when we're playing the best teams, the defense is, I know, look, the points they've given up, they're only, they're 13th in points, even though we're 22nd in overall yards. So like, they're doing the bend, not break, like you said, Sammy, which, yeah. which is what you want. But if Aaron Rodgers is there, and I'll say this to you, Mike, by the end of the season, right, if they're in a position where they're a playoff team, what that would mean is that they had continuity on the offensive line, right? I know Tipman, Tipman just got hurt. Another injury. It's like never ending with us in offensive line. I can't even believe what happens to us, okay? A Schweitzer might play next week. I have no idea, guys. But if I'm fast forwarding to week 17, actually week 18, the end of the season, guys. If we're in the playoffs, the only way we're getting there is with the offense the next 11 weeks, the offensive line, getting on the same bridge and playing well. That's the only way they're going to get there. So the version of offensive line in this hypothetical that Rodgers would walk into, Mike, it'll be way better than that first week garbage with Dwayne Brown out there and they had to even yeah. Like that version, way better than what he was messing with week one. Now I know the offensive line, he, his ankle moved, he, he hurt his Achilles. It was the offensive line's fault. Dwayne Brown, you blew, you blew the coverage. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's directly his fault, but we know indirectly it was his fault. But I think towards the end of the year, that team would be a well-polished team that's played a whole season together. Offensive line, a whole season together. Defense will be at the top level by that point. Injuries, you know, injuries aside, knock on wood, everything, everyone. With, with Zach Wilson, they have a game manager and they hope they can play good defense and win. With Aaron Rodgers, different story. With Aaron Rodgers, you don't just have the game manager. So I think if they insert, if, if everything we talked about before the season, you know, I don't think that he'd come back and be, obviously there's rush you need to play, but he's played 20 seasons. He's Aaron Rodgers, he's a Jedi, man. This is that's not a normal person, you know? So I think he could come back and be effective right away. And if he did come back and we did have a chance to insert him into this season, what type of story would, I mean, when they make yeah. the Jet movie on Netflix, when they win the Super Bowl this year, it would and be. It, it, it's all about Rogers and Jet's torture and he yeah. hurts himself that first week. And everyone's laughing at us. The Bills fans of the whole nation wants to make a joke about it and laugh in Jet fans' faces. And we still go ahead with Zach Wilson and defy the odds and play well and get to the playoffs, and then and then Aaron Rodgers steps back in? Like ultimate legend, like I said to you, it's as if there's two pilots, one's experienced and one isn't, and one guy, the experienced pilot, passes out in the middle of a flight. And this other guy has taken control, now he's at the reins. And they're almost ready to land the plane, and the experienced guy, the OG pilot, wakes back up and he's like, all right, I'm back, I got this. Let me land the plane. That's what Aaron Rodgers can do for us this season. He can land the plane, he can figure it out in the playoffs for us, where I don't know if Zach can, but I do think Aaron Rodgers can. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. We know this in physics, in science, okay? We look at the earth and things happen and another reactionary uh, a thing happens to balance it. There's balance. We have had so much crap happen to this franchise. So much. It's so beyond. And to balance it, would be something like this because i don't know i don't this is out of a fairy tale I mean, this is like, out of f f science fiction okay and for him to like step in son like don't like, I mean, that's why yeah, i don't want to yeah, believe it i don't no, want to believe like, it because it's, it's it's too much no like first of all of course they're winning the super bowl if he's back in it to put it in perspective <laughs> dude they're three and three and zach threw over 200 yards one time yeah. Right. So if we have and two of those games, if we just score one offensive touchdown, we win two of those games and we're five and one going into the bye week. Mm. So if we have a legitimate quarterback this season, we're five and one bye week. 
and True. and the and, and Dallas beats us, right? Because they just beat us. Yeah, outright. they beat the price office. But but like Kansas City, New England, five point game and a three point game. Yeah. Zach Wilson threw for 157 yards in the Patriots game. And then 245 in the Chiefs game, obviously, yeah. right? Great game, and we lose by three. Aaron Rodgers in those games, we win those games. And yeah. we probably win easily, and this is a whole different conversation. Even the games that we've won, this Eagles game, for instance, right? We score another touchdown. It's a 27-14 to 14 win. Yeah. Right? With Aaron Rodgers, 30-30. That the whole narrative is so Yeah, Sammy, different. I don't think with Aaron Rodgers – we're going to have nine field goals, right. you know, with Zerline. I think maybe even, let's be, even if we just like two or One three, say two or three <laughs> of those field goals or touchdown drives instead. You're going to, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers will give us that little boost, a 33% boost at least over Zach Wilson. That's right. mathematics. That makes sense. hundred percent. Right. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Guys, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Look, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. Aaron Rodgers is out here doing everything he can do. To get better, to fill up my... Oh, you experience. see what Nelson wrote at the bottom? <laughs> what? What? What do you write? <laughs> easily could easily could beat, the, beat Chiefs. the Chiefs, but the Zebras were Swifties. Nelson. See, Nelson, <laughs> look, Jet fans know what's up. And when these freaking guys... Some of the calls they made... Sammy, I almost threw that little kid off the upper deck. Yeah. That kid almost... I almost... I would have been in jail for the rest of my life, Sammy. These calls are not good. And you hate to blame the refs for an L. Yeah. But that's one of those games where nationally... And we didn't go, we didn't harp on it too much. Mike, I was moving. We didn't get to talk about it too much after the Chiefs game. But nationally, people were like, what the hell? Like, do you, do you just want the Chiefs to I, I was mad, Keith, but you know what? I w- grew up watching Michael Jordan. I saw what's up with LeBron James. I saw yeah, Tom yeah. Brady. That's what the superstars get, man. I mean, they do. And Jordan used to get the most beat. I mean, yo, oh, you were a Knicks. You were a Knicks fan when Michael was playing. I was I loved Michael back then. You know. Michael Jordan would go into the lane. His elbow would hit a cat in the face. He would destroy the guy on the way up, and that guy would get a foul. He would get an N one. And he'd be like, "Are you kidding me? Charles didn't even touch him." You know, but that's one of the things you got to respect with the Knicks. When he played the Knicks, they made the fouls count. Oh yeah, the Knicks weren't. We weren't half-assed fouling Jordan. No, just like the Pistons, we were gonna destroy him as much as we could. And he still put up thirty-five because he's Michael. Uh, Michael, Mike, Michael Mike, said Michael said his toughest series was the 92 New York Knicks game yeah. went to game seven. That was when with Xavier McDaniel yep. and that whole squad. That was a son took him to the limit. Legend. And that's Mike like 92 Mike. You know what I'm saying? Knicks were oh man. It was just Xavier. A- when they added Xavier McDaniel, he was the most like he was the most non. He was like the guy who was not on the Knicks, but <laughs> the squad. Because he, he came in like the, the, the Punisher on Squawk. You know, we, we had all these guys like Mason and Oakley. I'm like, yeah. oh, we got X-Men? Come yeah. on, Squawk right now? Yeah. Right, we're going back. We're going back. Mike, but your point, though, is true. When it comes to Mahomes, um, I guess those guys get those calls. It shouldn't be the way it is. I mean, you can't you can't call a, you can't call the game one way for three and a half quarters, then call a defensive holding on Sauce when he barely even touched the guy. But the guy Rogers, Rogers in the game, you're not even in the scenario because you take the dub, right? Yeah, so and also one thing too. Game changer. Also, let's mention this, Jet fans. You know we all see it. Zach Wilson, the first game of the Broncos game, he got sacked and smacked in his face mask and his entire helmet. And there's no flag. I've seen Tom Brady get a finger like brushed against his helmet. Flag comes out. Like, and Mike, to your point, Zach Wilson doesn't get those calls, but you know who does? Aaron Rodgers. He does. Aaron right. Rodgers in the game. That's a good point. If you get too close, whoop, flag. It's coming. He's earned that. He's earned 20 years. He's earned that. 
He's at this Brady, this Mahomes when he was when Brady was still playing Mahomes. There's a few of these guys that are at the upper echelon, and he's at that level. You're right. That's another another advantage he brings besides being a much better player, but he has that that respect from the refs, I think, as well, Mike. I mean, he's going to get all those calls, Aaron. He he comes back, guys, and I don't think he's going to come back. But if he does come back, guys, and you know takes us into the playoffs, like he will become my favorite Jet. Period. <laughs> He will, he will, he will go past Chad because that's that's we're talking about again. It's it's fantasy, but we'll see what happens. Well, also, man. he in this hypothetical, he comes back, and then we play the Redskins, which is the last home game of the season. Um, and I think we have two more games after that. We have the yeah, we have the Browns, and then we have the New England Patriots. Pats. Browns and Pats. So comes back with the Commanders, and then he wants to break that Patriots streak up, like you said, Mike. Which is just that's been haunting us for a while. So. Look, if he wants to be the Jets version of Mark Messier, Rangers fans, you know what's up. Do Messier it. played the whole season. He didn't miss any games. Hat trick in game seven, like an legend. ultimate, legend. ultimate legend. Okay, Mark Messier is God of New York sports. Aaron Rodgers has a chance to be that guy. You know, and the story of him missing the whole year and if he would have come back at the end, it's almost and they easy. Fight, and they fight and stay alive. Like, it's too ridiculous. I don't <laughs> And this what season, that was stuff they make movies Yo, about, guys. After, it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Yo, after the Pats game, after the Pats game, for real, in my mind, after the way Zach played, looking at the sketch, I'm like, yo, this is a lost season. Oh, it was over. When I came over. on here, I'm like, we're done. We're finished. You know, we need to get a draft a quarterback. I'm like, this is terrible. I thought it was over. So, so, like, this is like, Mike, you know, I'm a big boxing fan. This is like those guys, man, they could knock down in the fourth round. They can knock down in the eighth round. They pick themselves up, and they still somehow figure out a way to win. You know, it's like, and that's what you, what good teams do, and teams that are coached well. And like, and we'll we'll finish with this, and I should say this too, Mike. We gave Salah a lot of grief. His always Mister Positive approach. I was in my head, maybe it doesn't work. I don't think it's working in New York. It's not working with Zach. You got to be more straightforward. This and that. Whatever it is, he's doing this three and three. All right. So they've gotten through the roughest part of the schedule. No team played his first six games like we did in the whole NFL. Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson next year. It doesn't matter. That's the toughest six games that any team had to play. And we're three and three. So a lot of the grief I gave Salah after that, especially after that Patriot game, which yeah. I just did not like being told how great Zach Wilson is when we saw him playing horribly, right? That yeah. really bothered me. It bothered Jet fans. But whatever you're doing, whatever happened in the locker room, whatever positive affirmations he gave him, the next three games, this kid has played better. The team has gone two and one, could be three and oh, right? Played the two best teams from last year, two favorites to win the Super Bowl, played them both. Both had problems with us. One win, one loss. So whatever you're doing, Salah, tip of the cap. You deserve some respect. You're doing a good job. I think also Mike Hackett, the past two weeks, especially Chiefs game was yes. good. These yep. past two weeks. Yes. He has adjusted. 100%. He has adjusted this offense. They didn't do great against the Eagles. I know that. They only had 244 yards, guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was a genius in the game. But, but I like the play calls. Strengths, right? They're, they're figuring out ways to move the ball, and they're getting scoring drives. And that's yo, you can feel – yo, you know, and you guys know what I'm talking about. When you're playing calls and you're feeling the offense and you know, yeah. okay, we're going to run here. We'll do a motion sweep here. We'll do a slant here. Yeah. Boom, first down. Okay, now hit him with a play action. Like he started yeah. calling plays that you could feel the rhythm. You're like, oh, okay. The yeah. problem is, is whenever we get a penalty, it just stops the whole damn thing, and then it's a field oh, yeah. goal or a punt. And remember, it's too, terrible. like – Remember, too, Hackett's system's really complicated, so I think yeah. the bye week, Zach's only going to get a little bit better each week like we've nice. been seeing, and hopefully this bye week gives them a little bit of time to work really closely with Hackett and Rodgers and, yeah. like, 
get, you know, a lot of good work in this bye week. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I like, guys? Hackett did. I know we're going on forever, Jeff Benson. We, we don't script this. We just talk forever. One thing he did in the Broncos game I liked was this. There was a drive where Zach only threw the ball once, and they ran like 11 times. So Hackett's way of, Hackett's adjustment was, whatever's working, I'm not going to try to be outsmart the whole planet. If we're running the ball with Brees, and you can't stop us, we're just going to run the ball with Brees. I mean, we don't have to get too crazy. Sometimes like McDaniel in Oakland, uh, Las Vegas. These guys try to, th- you want to be the smartest guy in the room. They're running the ball well. So then they'll do a end it around and throw a bomb as an interception. You're like, you were just running the ball fine. Hackett has said, all right, we know what Zach can do, right? He's getting better incrementally. It seems little by little. We know what Brees Hall can do, all right? Let's just do whatever's working. And Mike, and that's what he's done. You know, that's, that's the adjustment I've seen. Instead of trying to get so cute, you know, he kind of opens it up and said, all right, Jack, we're going to let you throw the ball. If you can actually do it, let's see what happens. And now they're winning games. So, you know, that's all you can ask for for the Jets, guys. But I think I, I think we covered everything, did we not, Mike? We did. We're good? All right, cool, man. Yo, if you do want to get out of the name, we shape or form Jets Nation, where can they do that, Mike? On Facebook, at Jets, J-A-E-B-G, Jot Jets Radio. On Twitter, at A-E-B-G underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram, at Jet.A-E-B-G. Awesome. On behalf of the biggest Jet men in the state of Texas, Michael Garris. On behalf of the number one high school football coach of the nation today, Sammy O'Hare, my name's Pete Fowl. Good afternoon this week, everybody. Peace out. Later. Later. Cool.